to the Well That's Good podcast. So excited to have you two on. Um, you guys are incredible humans, and we haven't got to spend too much time together, but we always kind of like our paths have crossed a lot. So, all the time. Yeah, they do. Well, thank you so much yes, for having us, Sadie. We're so happy to be here and just to have a good conversation. And congratulations to you on everything that you have thank going you. and uh, the way you're making an impact all over the world um, yeah. through this, but through your speaking, through your family, through your um, just your heart. Yeah, Thank super you guys. cool. We, we love watching it and from afar, so we're grateful for you. Oh, y'all are so encouraging. Thank such you. a great inspiration to not just me, but I know so many young women so Aww. thank you just for everything that you stand for and Aww, thank um, you. you know just so firmly believe in that means so much seriously thank y'all and thank you for all the things that y'all do i was trying to you know study for this podcast and i was like man they are doing so much and it all is just for like the betterment of the world and so thank you for living such humble lives and just furthering the kingdom it's incredible so I can't wait to chat before we kind of get into more questions we have to start with the question of the Whoa That's Go podcast what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given which I know is kind of a loaded question I love it you want to go first sure yeah um well knowing that was the question it kind of made me think a little bit Sadie and um, I think it's such a great conversation to have and I think there's there's a lot of pieces of advice that, you know, I've received through so many people in my life that has, um, you know, spoken into my life in various just times of my life. But I think one thing um, that's been very prevalent specifically in my life and just with my background and things that I've been so grateful to have had the opportunity to do is um, not just to focus on having self-confidence, mm. but to turn that self-confidence into God-confidence. And so once good. we really have God-confidence, that's when we can truly have self-confidence and know our self-worth and yeah. um, fully love ourselves because we know the one that loves us the most, the one that created us perfectly, um, that made us fearfully. And how cool is it that we can have full confidence in knowing that, that knowing that He literally knit us together in our mother's womb and you know all about that right now that's so good you're living that so just to know that he so detailed and perfectly made us for a perfect plan and i think only once i fully really comprehended that that's that's the first time that i could really say that i've been able to have self-confidence. Wow, that's so good. That's so cool that you said that because yesterday I shared a message um, and it was about comparison and stuff and I read Psalms 139 and I was like and literally every time I read it since I've been pregnant it makes me cry because it's just so cool because I've read that so many times with the perspective of almost like trying to believe that for myself like you knit me together in my mother's womb. You formed me wonderfully and beautifully and fearfully made and all those different things. I praise you and it's always been kind of like a hard thing for me to believe like I feel like it is for a lot of girls but as soon as I got pregnant and found out it was a girl 
that's like the easiest verse to believe because Mm -hmm. it's so obvious that God has knit her together. Like she started out this little poppy seed. And now when we see ultrasound, she has like a nose and eyes and a face and she's, she's a perfect little baby. And I'm like, I didn't have anything to do with knitting you together. Like Mm -hmm. I've just been chilling. I've just been like eating a lot, (laughs) sleeping, puking every now and then, but God has knit her together. And it's so easy to praise him for that. And so that verse has been so heavy in my heart. So I love that you shared that um and actually tim before we get to your best piece of advice i actually had a question for you and demi and this goes exactly with what you were just saying um Mm -hmm. so you were miss universe which by the way that's so cool like (laughs) like just saying that i'm like dang that is really cool so congratulations on that but you know i think in the pageant world it's so tempting to compare yourself to other people and not just the pageant Mm -hmm. world that's every girl in the world and so how did you or maybe when was it that you kind of busted through that comparison thing and finally we're just like you know what this is who I am and I'm gonna own that uh well I love that you asked that Sadie because I feel like you know um winning Miss Universe obviously took some confidence right and and maybe in my case it was a whole lot of self-confidence because I feel like ever since winning that title I've been able to grow so much more and thinking back now over the past three four years I've you know sometimes I, I just think and it makes me so sad because I know that so many nights I went to bed because I washed my confidence off together with my makeup and um you know that that was what you know not necessarily just makeup but just all of it the makeup the hair the clothes the shoes the events the glamour the glitz the excitement of traveling all over the world you know um and once I handed over that title Sadie you know it, it just all ended it all ended and I wasn't Miss Universe the next day Hmm. and it really just made me kind of you know, just stand still and go and reevaluate. Well, hang on, I'm not Miss Universe. I'm I'm Demi actually, wow. and and who is Demi? And it just mm-hmm. led me to asking um, so many questions, lots of tears, lots of just praying. Um, and you know, it, I think it's for young girls. I, I just want them to know that it's okay to to seek that person, to seek who you are. To yeah. and and for me, where I found that was just spending more time in God's word, in his presence, praising and worshiping. And it's different for each of us to find, um, you know, a way to get to that point. Um, but it was a great, I feel like it's, it's just a continual journey. It's not like you just wake up the one day and you're perfect and you feel great. You still have sucky days. I still have pimples and breakouts and, you know, but that's not the things that we can put our confidence in. Um, I, I can't remember where I read this, but someone once wrote, um, having full confidence is having confidence in who God says I am. Mm-hmm. And um, like you read stuff so many times, just like you were saying, you read so much about um, Psalm 139, but it sometimes, you know, it just takes a specific moment for that to click. Yep. And um, I feel like just, you know, just spending more time in God's word in his presence um, and just really letting go and letting God has mm-hmm. kind of brought me to that point. That's so good. I love that. I think that's going to encourage so many girls because obviously not everyone is Miss Universe, but everybody has gone through that struggle of like 
trying to find confidence in what other people say that they are, their achievements that they've done, or the thing that people know them as. But you're right, like those things fade. Like the filters don't go with you in your everyday life. You don't get to like caption your day exactly how you want to form it. You don't get to always look the way that maybe you think is at your best. And so it's in those moments that you ask yourself, you know, who am I and can I be confident and who I originally was created to be. And so I love that. I know that's going to help so many girls. Um, All right, Tim, what's the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? Oh, that's a really, um, really good question. I would say um, the best piece of advice would be formed around the idea of this is not our home. You know, Mm -hmm. Philippians tells us that we're citizens of heaven. Heaven is our ultimate home. So why spend a life um, building up for a place that we're going to leave. Mm. But I would rather spend a life building up for the place that we're going to go to, yeah. right? So all my stuff, I want it to be there. You know, I, I, I can't, um, you, there's no U-Hauls behind the hearse, you know? So guess what? We can't take it with <laughs> us. So you know what? I'd rather spend a life of building up there, building God's kingdom, um, sharing the good news of the gospel, um, um, spending a life built on um, eternity, the things that are going to last forever. And um, in my opinion, the things that are going to last forever from this earth are God, his word, people, and rewards. And so we better spend a life focused on things that are going to last for eternity. When I'm spending time with God, that's going to last for eternity. When I'm his word, his word is going to last for eternity. When we're loving, helping, caring, serving people, that's going to last for eternity. And um, and what we do for him and the rewards, that's going to last for eternity. The Bible is clear in so many different ways. And I think the greatest form of a reward is is hopefully that moment um, where we get a well done, my good and faithful servant. But I think it's going to be just so much more intimate than that. And so that would be... um, the best piece of advice kind of all summed up into one is I love that. Um, let's live for our ultimate home, not just our temporary home. I love that. That's so good. Y'all are preachers. Y'all are both like oh. motivational speaker preachers. I can't wait, um, which no rush, but whenever y'all have kids just to see their little confidence because they're going to have two <laughs> parents who are like so motivating. But it's funny because we um, have a mutual friend, the Giglios, and whenever we were planning Passion last year, it was just so awesome how Louie talks about you. And he was like, man, I mean, if you just put Tim anywhere and he's just going to preach, I mean, it's just so in him. And, and it's true. And I remember I said, um, I said one day, I was like, man, we need some more girls up there. And I was like, I don't, I've actually never even spoken to Demi. I was like, but does she preach? And we were like, I don't know. And now I'm like, yeah, you do. And so your next time you need to be up there. Um, Spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestseller, 
bestsellers, new releases, memoirs, mysteries, and thrillers, business, and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just now on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash Woe or just text Woe to 500-500. That's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Woe or text Woe to 500-500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. Y'all, I love summertime. It is my favorite season and I'm so excited to jump back in. We are approaching the best time of the year. But no matter what your summer looks like, KiwiCo invites kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first summer adventure series. Kids can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks, no matter what their age is, with enriching activities that accompany each project. KiwiCo has something for everyone with different topics for each age from space to dinosaurs and so much more. I am so excited about the summer series. We actually are getting this little driver that I know Haven is going to love because it's a little steering wheel and she loves anything active and also a little like neighborhood fun one where they have a water paint thing, which is so good because it's not going to make a mess and Honey is so into painting right now. And painting with a three-year-old, yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. Every Summer Adventure Series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or weekly for six weeks, depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great, or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at kiwico.com slash sadie rob summer that's 20 percent off your summer adventure at kiwico k-i-w-i-c-o.com slash sadie rob summer I love that advice and you can see that played out in y'all's life with everything that y'all do I was writing down some of the stuff that I collected that y'all do, but I think there's so much more. Um, Tim, I know that you're a pro athlete. Y'all preach, y'all speak. 
You do night to shine. You'll help in slavery through your foundation. The list goes on. Demi, you've done all those things with Tim, plus so much more. I know you are doing something with Altered State now, and you look so cute. Uh, Y'all just do so much. And and maybe what you just said is the answer to this question, but what keeps y'all motivated, and what keeps that drive going to just keep starting new things and putting out new things? You want to go first? You go first. To me, that that answer is pretty easy, Sadie, is that we only have one life, one chance. And I'm not just talking about Eminem song, right? We we really (laughs) do. We only have, you know, um, one opportunity, right? And and I I love uh, in Hamilton, um, you know, how he talks about nonstop, how he was um, so motivated for an incredible cause of defending the the U.S. Constitution, right? And Mm -hmm. I remember we were together on a date watching Hamilton. And um, I just started to cry watching the play. And I'd seen it already two times before we went. And I was crying because, you know what, they were talking about Hamilton, like he needed tomorrow to arrive because he was so passionate about what he did. Well, you see, what he did was, it was awesome. It was noble. It's cool. It's a good thing. But what we get to do is so much better than what he did. What we get to do is we get to bring the good news of great joy. That's for all the people. We get to share the good news of the gospel. We get to live the good news of the gospel. We get to present it. We get to share it. We get to go be co-laborers with the God of this universe. Like, that's crazy. And so, but we only have however many days. And we don't know how many days, but he does. And so, you know, what? every one of those days, I want it to count. I don't want to waste my days. I don't want to waste my time because Mm -hmm. I think, Um, Sadie, one of the greatest forms of tragedy is when we look back and we say, you know what, we were successful in all the ways that don't matter. Wow. And I don't want to be successful in things that don't matter. I want to be significant in things that do matter. And and I want to have as a relentless effort and focus for the things that really matter and the people that matter, which is all people, because the Bible is very clear. It's good news of great joy that should be for all the people. And you know what? We don't get to... Uh, play God, we get to serve God, and we believe God loves all people, all humanity, all the time, no matter what, and we should too. That's so good. I love that. Sadie, I'm specifically just very passionate about the fight against human trafficking, and that's been something um, that Tim and I have been able to really work together on, which has been awesome. And actually, COVID really led to us getting uh, way deeper, way into, deeper it. into the fight. Because we had way more time. Yeah. Wow. And, wow. and also, because COVID, with COVID, just so many cases just spiked, so many... Um, uh, Especially like online sexual exploitation of children children. went crazy. Mm -hmm. Because the children are trapped with their traffickers. The the people are trapped with their traffickers. It was so so much harder for anyone to get saved or escape or, you know, and that just really made, we knew that if we're going to make any dent in this crazy evil, which we believe is one of the greatest evils that we face in our world today, is that we're going to need hands um, to people to jump into this fight with us, to take hands, mm-hmm. to stand together, and um, you know just to join forces because it's a, it's a, there's an estimated 40.3 million people trapped in human wow. trafficking right now, and you know Sadie sometimes and it's only going up. It's only going up. It's a 150 billion dollar estimated industry annually. Annually, wow. crazy. I mean the stats are just wow. So 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 heart wrenching. But you know, um, 
it, it sometimes gets so overwhelming because you look at this big picture and you realize there's 40.3 million people estimated trapped in trafficking. How am I going to make a difference? Mm. Well, guess what? You know, what really keeps me going is knowing that even helping one woman get saved, one child yeah. get saved, one man, uh, man get saved is worth it because yeah. that one person is worth it because they are, right. they are a part of God's creation. And I believe that it's our job to help give them the opportunity to be a part of God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I think I think one of the things that um, it's, it's overwhelming for a lot of people when you hear about it and you look at it, you say, oh my gosh, what can I do? I'm, uh, I I'm not start? a Navy SEAL. How can I go rescue? Yeah. You know, I'm right. not um, uh, Green Beret. What can I do? I'm not, you know, um, but we all have a, a part to play and we all can make a difference mm-hmm. and we all have something um, people don't realize so many, uh, so much of it is familiar, meaning coming from your family. Um, we all can, can be taught and learn what to look for, how to help, um, with, you know, safe homes, you know, for us, it's three different parts. It's, you know, phase one is, uh, supporting strong families. So, um, when families are, um, looking like they could be trafficking one of their family members, then we want to be able to help to before that even happens. And phase two is, is the rescues, um, whether that's here in the States or it's around the world in other countries, is to rescue awesome. as many as possible, bring them to a safe location. Then phase three is long-term restoration. Is yeah. We want to be able to just, awesome. uh, put a support staff and team and counselors and, and prayer warriors around all of these girls mm-hmm. to be able to love them. And, and, you know, sometimes it takes a really, really long time. And it's hard because there is so much so many wounds and hurts and, mm-hmm. um, and, and scars. But we know that our God is a really big God. Yeah. And, um, and you know what, this is a, I really do believe this is the greatest form of evil in the world today. And, um, but we also have a big God and we also know that he overcame the world and you know, he can do amazing things. And so we do believe that when we rally together as an army of people that stand for doing good, that stand for people that stand for God's word, that stand up for him, that, you know what, God can come through and we can have some victories in this, against this, this horrible evil, um, that we know uh, our, our biggest enemy, the devil is definitely for, mm-hmm. you know what? And, and he's working behind the scenes. And so we need to know that we have an enemy in this and, and he's working and you know what? He doesn't want us to band together. He doesn't want the 300,000 churches in the U S to work together. Could you imagine if that happened? If we put down the banner of this denomination or this denomination or the banner of, uh, you know what? We wear ties and you yep. don't wear ties or, you know, we're from Florida, you're from Louisiana, and so we can't work together. But what if we put down that banner and we yeah. put up a banner that said Jesus and people, and that's what our focus was, and we rallied together. That's that would awesome. be pretty crazy, that but it would also crazy. be pretty amazing, the impact. Yeah, yeah come on. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that, Sadie, one of the um, the girls that um, is a survivor and that was able to, um, you know, go through the whole restoration process, she actually was identified as a trafficking victim um, by a hospital and today she works as a nurse in that same wow How no amazing way. is that so just hearing you know so many stories of hope and restoration yeah, it's, really it's just in, makes you so encouraging you can't turn away from that uh, and there's a, another amazing um, young girl that just started seminary yeah wow. it, it is so so yeah. awesome yeah. so just just so, so many, many stories, stories that you just that's you know, incredible it, it's just 
it can be so encouraging and inspiring to that's incredible well thank you all for sharing that because I know a lot of people need to be educated on that including myself and then also sharing the hope that y'all see to just motivate people that what y'all are doing and things like the organizations that you have like that's truly making a difference like that truly is changing things and so I think sometimes it's so easy to look at such a big problem like you said be like how can I help what could I do to change that but it really does take people believing that what they could do what they could bring is actually going to create change We had Torin on the podcast a few weeks ago, and he was talking about he's awesome. And he was sharing about the song idea, and he was talking about how like he thought, okay, I need to go start this organization. I need to do this. And then he was like, well, why does it have to be me? Like Tim is and Demi are already doing this. Why can't I just join forces with them? And it was this beautiful moment of him realizing like. I can just collaborate. Like the kingdom of God is so big. Like God created yeah. us like that, like as a family, as a body. And so yeah. we can help one another. And it was really inspiring. And so for our listeners, we have a significant amount of listeners. What is something practically that we can do to help what y'all are doing today? Like, is there some a place we can go to online and give? Or what's the best way that we can support what y'all are doing? Well, um, the easiest way to be able to, first of all, um, there's a, ma- a lot of amazing organizations, um, nonprofits, teams that people could join. So we never really say you need to join ours. If you want to, that's amazing. We'd love it. But there's a lot of great ones. And so um, we would just say we would encourage people to be involved in something. It doesn't yeah, have to good. be with us. That's good. But you be involved in something. You go do something. and. Yeah. And if you really want to be involved with us, with us, there are three easy ways that you could get involved, one or all three. And one of them is being a prayer warrior. Um, and um, so we call it lifting. Well, backtrack. You okay. can sign up to be a part of the rescue team. Yes. And the rescue team consists of being one, a yes. prayer warrior. One is a prayer warrior. Awesome. We don't think it's our last defense. It's our first defense. And we, w- yep. we send out... Um, hey, there's awesome. rescues taking place. There's girls that are hurting here. Will you be praying? And obviously we don't give away too much information, but we want to give just away uh, enough so people can know what's involved. Um, and so they can be praying specifically for certain things mm-hmm. without putting anybody at risk. Um, and uh, the number two would be to be an advocate um, to, cool. we say, speak up for. Yeah. And um, so uh, we would be, we would share materials, information, um, what's happening you know, stats and, and really be able to give you enough information so you to feel knowledgeable you. And, awesome. and, and be educated. So then you can be an advocate. First, get your family together. Then maybe your school. Then maybe your team or community. And then you can start educating That's them awesome. so you can be an advocate to really speak up for, to use your voice, to make other people aware. And then the third one is to be a defender, to really stand up for. And um, that will be ones when there's Hey, there's rescues and we got, you know, 13 girls and we need um, some beds and mattresses and socks and shoes and uh, and hair ties and toothbrush and and so many different things that um, that, you know, are are essential. And a lot of people don't think about that as a rescue, but there's you have to have everything on the back end already planned and ready for uh, the beds ready, the toothbrushes, the. Um, dentist appointments, the, all these other things to be able. And so that is something that we, we share awesome. with the, the team, the defenders to say, hey, could you help with X, Y, Z, you know, and um, and maybe they're connected to people that, hey, they can get toothbrushes, they can get hair ties, they can get 
whatever, mm -hmm. and uh, they can find ways to get it donated. So those are three very easy, practical ways of being a prayer warrior, being an advocate, being a defender. Um, and, um, and maybe you want to be all three. Maybe yeah. you want to be lifting up, speaking up, and standing up for, um, which is... That's what we want to do as well. That's awesome. I love that. Thank you for sharing that because I think people want to help. I just don't know that people know how to help. And so that is so helpful. And also just everything I've already said leading up to this point about like making your life count. We only have one life. You know, right. we got to live it to the full. We have to do things that knowing that this world is not our home, but we have been here place here for a time, you know, to that's hopefully right. make it better. And so all of this is leading to that. And I think that's amazing. Um, I know you have a new kids book out, which I <laughs> want to show everybody because I'm really Aww. excited about this because I did just get my little uh, library. I'm getting it all set up in her baby room because <laughs> I have so many kids books and I love it. Um, but one of the things you talk about is, well, you kind of allude to this, is that all of these characters like Bronco and the rabbit and the bird and the goat, they all have have like kind of something a little bit wrong with them like bronco has bad vision the rabbit has long ears the bird can't fly the goat has allergies like everybody kind of has something off um and you guys i've, I've watched uh, like you care so much for all people you've said that so many times it's jesus and people it's all people it's the people who feel left out it's the people who feel or who are enslaved it's all different types of people where did that compassion come from for you to constantly be seeking for that one person who might feel left out or the one person who might feel different than everybody else what uh was that kind of burden on your heart where did that come from yeah, really good question, Sadie. Um, it came from, um, I think God put it in me when I was really young, um, but I think it really touched my heart um, for the, the least, the last, the lost, the throwaways um, when I was 15 and I was um, in a remote village in the Philippines and I met a boy um, in this village who was born with his feet on backwards and mm. uh, the village viewed him as cursed. Hmm. as less than, as insignificant, and literally they believed the more that you touched him, the greater chance of becoming cursed yourself. Wow. And um, he was literally known as like the throwaway, and um, I just knew that he wasn't a throwaway to God, and he couldn't be a throwaway to me. And wow. uh, um, I fell in love with him, and God broke my heart, um, and I knew driving down that mountain, leaving that village that day, hmm. um, after that boy prayed with me to receive Christ, um, and and I looked at him and said, um, his name is Sherwin. I, Sherwin, I don't know if I'll ever see you in America, if you'll ever see me again in the Philippines, but I totally believe one day I'll see you in heaven. Wow. And he looked at me and he said, Kuya Timmy, which means brother, I can't wait to run with you in heaven. Aww. And it's a boy who's never walked a day in his life. Wow. Um, but I knew getting in the Jeep and driving down that mountain that uh, I love sports and I was passionate about it, but I had a new, deeper, more meaningful, more purpose-filled calling now in my life. And that was to fight for people that couldn't fight for themselves. And our mission statement at TTF was really from that encounter to bring faith, hope, and love to those needing a brighter day in their darkest hour of need. And to really sum it up, it's a fight for people that can't fight for themselves. And, mm -hmm. you know, I want to fight for all people, but specifically, I feel like the big calling on my life is to fight for the least, the last, the lost, the people that have looked, been past or around, the people that haven't been celebrated, the people that don't know what it's like to go down a red carpet or cheered for, the people that um, that no one's ever shared their worth or their value. 
Um, but we get to share their God-given value and their God-given worth. And so mm-hmm. whether that's the special needs, it's the orphan, it's the abandoned, it's the traffic, it mm-hmm. is the um, those with life-threatening illnesses, um, you know, our heart and my heart, and I believe the calling on my life is to, to, to not just passively um, do it, but to actively seek and find and love and care for and to share the God-given work that only He can give to every single person, especially those that have been forgotten. Wow, it's so good. That's so beautiful. And I hope, you know, even as people listen, maybe they haven't had that moment where they've experienced knowing somebody who's got who has a disability like that. But I hope that even hearing your story would enlighten people's eyes to see that there are so many people out there um, who feel less than or feel, you know, even if it's just awkward or don't feel like they fit in that we can reach out to and extend our heart to. And that's the call of Jesus for our life. And it's so cool because I had this question I was going to ask y'all, but it's so irrelevant because it's so obvious what the answer is. I was going to talk to y'all about how y'all both experienced so much fame, but you've been so grounded in your faith. And, you know, the question would be how, but the question is so obviously answered by how you live your life because it's not about you. Y'all have never made it about you. It's always been about God. And whenever you come under God, that's what I tell people for me too. It's like, you can't even... You can't even try to make it about you because it's so obviously God that has orchestrated your whole life to get where you are. It's so obviously God that you're in the position you are to give back to people who need to grow the kingdom. And y'all just do such a beautiful job at that. So just thank y'all for living your life. such an obvious example of what it looks like to just live as humble leaders. Um, Well, I I think we're, we're trying, but I'll tell you for me, um, I failed at that so many times, Sadie. Um, I have got caught up in what I thought at times was everything. I got to have this win, or I got to get this, or I got to do this, or, you know, I, I got to prove the doubters wrong. Or, and whether that's been for a minute, for five minutes, for a day, for a week, for a year, um, there's been too many times where yeah. I've lost track of what's most important. Right. Um, and I'm so grateful for the times like with Sherwin or other times in my life where God's reminded me, hey, I didn't put you here for a game. I didn't put you here uh, to try to win a championship or a trophy. I put you here to help people, to love people. And there's been way too many times in my life that I've lost sight and track of that. But I'm grateful that God has, you know, every time brought someone or something into my path to help give me that perspective. And that's why I also think that having wise counsel around you and being in God's word um, is so important because his word is also our direction and wise counsel can also be um, you know, that wisdom that helps lead us back to um, the road that we're supposed to be on. And so mm-hmm. I would encourage people is, is listen, I think it's going to be true for, for, for most people is all of a sudden we, we deviate a little bit, um, but then God's word helps us get back to where we're supposed to be. And the wise counsel is so important um, and to help us get back. And so what I encourage people is, um, don't feel like if you've got off track that you can never get back, right? Let's look scared, at a lot of scared. the heroes in the Bible is, I mean, a lot of the, the biggest, best heroes in the Bible, some of them got pretty far off track, you know? True. Um, but our God is a God, um, not just of second chances, but a third and a fourth. And, uh, he's a God of, yeah. um, of correction and discipline and training, but also in a loving way is um, 30 times in Proverbs, there is the Hebrew word musar that is used. And it is, it's, uh, it's used for correction, for discipline, for training, for instruction. 
And um, Proverbs is so clear about it. That's why it says it uh, 30 times is that we should be open to that. We should be open to um, God's correction and training and discipline and instruction, but also we should seek it. Yeah. We should we should seek it from uh, our pastors and friends and wise people and parents and everybody in our lives so that because sometimes we might be veering off track and we're not even, we don't even realize it. And so those people can help gear us back. And, and you know, um, I'm just grateful that God's given me so many chances when I've either, either you know, um, just deviated for, um, you know, whatever. I just get, my perspective gets lost to what is most important. But then most of the time, it's actually meeting other people that bring it back. It's meeting yep. Sherwin. It's meeting... Um, kids with life-threatening illnesses. It's meeting other people in countries that are hurting, and it brings me back to, dang, Timmy, why are you so stupid? You got <laughs> caught up in X, Y, and Z, but what matters is this. What matters is God. What matters is loving people. What matters is growing closer to Him, and and so I'm just grateful that so God can even use us after we screw up. Hey, preach. Everybody mm-hmm. needs to hear that because Man, thank God he is not a God that just, you know, one one strike and you're out. You know, he's mm-hmm. such a God of redemption, and that's what repentance is all about. I love that you mentioned wise counsel, and one of the things, because I know you guys just hung out with my parents, and I was like, Mom, so tell me about them. Like, what did you learn about them while you were with them? And she was like, well, one of the things that really stuck out to me was how they talked about how they intentionally sought out mentors and wise counsel whenever they were dating. I thought that was really cool. And so, mm-hmm. Demi, I want to ask you about, like, y'all's dating life because so many people are lost in the world of dating. How do I date in a godly way? How do I date right? How do I date in an intentional way? And so what were some of the things as y'all dated that y'all were intentional about that you think led y'all to the point of being able to – commit to a lifetime together well say i think first of all how we met was a very integral part of our relationship and i feel like that kind of just laid down the foundation for our relationship and i don't know if you actually know this but i had a baby sister with um with special needs she was born Mm -hmm. without a cerebellum long story short it's just small brain and she passed away um in may of 2019 but before a year before about a year before she passed um tim and i got connected through night to shine um which we actually just had a couple weeks ago which Which you're supportive of and thank you so much thank you so much just for those of um the listeners that don't know it's a worldwide prom for people with special needs in 2018 when i lived in new york as this universe um the first uh night to shine was held um in south africa the first one that was held in South Africa happened that year. And so my sister got invited and although she was not physically able to attend, um, uh, my parents were volunteers and long story short, we got connected through something that we both deeply care about, that we're both deeply passionate about. And, you know, my little sister was our matchmaker, but um, Mm -hmm. in a big way that really just laid down the foundation for our relationship. And um, speaking of wise counsel, I think, you know, that's just something so important. To be honest, it's really something that I've learned from Tim Um, throughout our dating um, period, if you want to call it that, Um, we've just really tried to, um, you know, do devotionals together. We did long distance. So I would go. Most of our dating time. Pretty much everything. I would like go, go into like a bookstore and buy two of the same devotional and like FedEx it to him. And then I'll have one and every night we'll, we'll have date night and we will like have a specific time when I know like his baseball game would aim at that 
time, whatever, and we do devotionals together. Awesome. And I think um, not just that, but, you know, getting on phone calls with pastors. Pa- Pastor Louis was a really integral, played a really integral part in our relationship. Um, just, you know, having that, uh, um, I guess, courage to ask hard questions, to work through things um, was very important, I think, in our dating and just period. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that I really liked that we did was we read um, we read a lot of books together as well. And you know, sometimes that really helps you to um, get uh, gain. Mm-hmm. I was going to say get into new conversations. Get into new conversations. Because yes. sometimes it might be things like if you're just talking, you talk about whatever you. Yeah. How was your day? How, whatever your pops day? up, but sometimes if new yep. things can. Oh, I've never thought about it that way, and yeah. we talk about it. I've never heard it that way, and we yeah. talk about it. Or like you bigger know, questions. Yeah, yeah. And, and deeper, and and so mm-hmm. I I totally agree. I think that not only were I, I don't I actually think the questions that the books led us to were more impactful than the the books actually were. Yeah, you no, know? that's because so it led true. us to better so conversations. Good. That's so true. Yeah, I learned so much from you, and I think you learned so much from me. Yeah, um, and just oh, what do you yeah. think of that? And it just I brought up that. really sometimes weird, sometimes awesome, profound, but whatever is just yeah. really good. And so that was I love that. I think a blessing of dating you know and doing it long distance was just that we were forced to just have really good conversation and mm-hmm. to learn to communicate yep. efficiently um that, and i think that was a really big yeah. place yep. but to go back to part of your question I, I do think the wise counsel is um it's something we really rely on because we don't want to rely on our own wisdom our own strength but we want to get wisdom and ask people, do we have a blind spot? Can you see it for us? Can you help us? Give us wisdom. Yeah. You know, I want to be um, not only con- connected to the source of life in my relationship with God, but I also want to um, have wise people that I know love him or following him speak into my life. That's great. You know, and, and, and I want that, that, that correction, that discipline, that instruction, that knowledge, you know, yeah. um, and, um, so that we can learn and get better. And, and I think um, that was very important to us. And I think we've learned so much from that. Um, but I, I would also say, um, kind of getting a little bit different to the dating part is, you know, so many people, especially early on, they were like, oh, what do y'all have in common? Like, she's been all into pageants and you're all into sports. And I haven't watched a lot of pageants and she's never seen a baseball or football <laughs> game. And, at that um, point, at that point, now. <laughs> <laughs> a couple. And and so and the one thing that I learned and I really believe is that the um, a strong relationship isn't built on what you have in common. It's built on what you have in purpose. It's good. And we have it's a great. lot in purpose. And on the surface, we don't necessarily love a lot of the same things in common. Yeah. We don't shop at the same stores. We don't. Our favorite movies aren't the same. Our favorite. Um, Foods aren't the same. Yeah. Our, our backgrounds and cultures aren't the same. Now, I love learning from her and hers and, and South African culture and Afrikaans culture. And but oh, that's at some awesome. point, that runs dry. But it right? does. It's just yep. it's surface level. But you know what? The things that we really are most passionate about is, is growing closer to the Lord. Is how can we help people? How can we help hurting people? Special needs. You know, God called my heart to it. And then, you know, God gave her a baby sister with special needs. And so... Then it was like all of the most important things to us were the same. Yep. And it was like, okay, you're, you know, you watch a pageant, I'll watch a game and we'll sit beside each other, you know? Um, <laughs> that's so good. That's okay. I didn't need, I, I didn't need or want to come home and say, 
you know, hey, babe, I went one for three with the walk, you know, and let's talk about your at-bats, right? You know, and she didn't want to come home and, you know, probably have me say, oh, what heels did you pick tonight, you know? <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, it's so cool. Our stories are so similar. Like, Christian and I were long distance most of our relation, actually, yeah, our whole relationship until... Yeah, until we got married. We weren't even together when we got engaged. We were long distance the whole time. And it helped our communication so much. And one of the things we did was, like, we read through Proverbs together. And then we read Single Day Engaged Married. We read Mingling of Souls. We read all these incredible books. And it did. It set us up to not talk about ourselves, but to really, not just talk about ourselves, but to really talk about what we're learning about God, what we're learning about the world, what we're learning about each other. And, yeah, it really did strengthen our relationship so much. And I can't, I mean, attest more to the wise counsel, even to this day in our marriage like, that's not just in dating or engagement like the other day Christian and I had this little argument and then he goes away he comes back he's like oh I just talked to my pastor about it and uh, I just feel like I have such a greater perspective and then we're able to have like a healthy conversation because we have this wise counsel speaking into it so you guys set a great example for that I'm so glad you shared that because it's so similar to us um, one of the things Ben Stewart says in his book is he says you know a marriage on mission is a marriage at last and y'all are clearly just on mission together you'll have so much purpose together um and i'm so thankful that you took some time to share your heart with us to share some of the things y'all are doing i i hope and pray that all of our listeners get behind it uh and like you said i love how you said not just what y'all are doing but just the overall mission of what y'all are trying to do in this world to make it a better place so thank y'all for who you are what you're doing, the marriage example that y'all set. Christian and I are so for you guys. And thanks for being on the Whoa, That's Good podcast. Well, we're so grateful. Thank you for having us. And again, thank you for everything that you've done, you're going to do. We know that you're going to um, change so many lives um, through your life and through what God's going to do through you. And we're just so grateful. And we're cheering you on and we're rooting you on. And we're thank here you guys. for you whenever you need us. I can't wait to make me baby girl. I know. I'm so excited for baby girl. I guess at the next passion, she'll be there. But hopefully we get to hang out before that. We we actually need to hang out. We would love that. We would love to see you guys. We look forward to it. Come get some good Florida weather anytime. We we just might. That's tempting. Well, again, thank you all so much. Y'all are the best. Hello. Hey, hey, is this Emma? It is. What's up, girl? It's Sadie and Christian. Hey, Emma. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. How's your day going? You know, I'm studying for a chem test, all the college things. Nice. That sounds brutal. Nice. What uh, <laughs> What year are you? I'm a freshman this year. Nice. At cool. UGA. Oh, amazing. Awesome. Well, it's so fun to talk to you. What was the question that you sent in? Okay, so for a tiny bit of background, um, I went to church in elementary school. Then, like, kind of, like, my family kind of fell off, and I didn't start going again until about halfway through high school. So, obviously, there's a large chunk of time where I just wasn't learning anything about, like, the Lord or the Word. So, what is y'all's advice for someone who didn't really grow up in the church and just advice on how to not get frustrated and that lack of knowledge? Yeah, that's so good. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Emma. And I think too, I, I think I can relate to that in the sense of I grew up in church, but there were still so many things that 
I did not know when I, when I, when I truly had my conversion with the Lord. Um, but something that I can encourage you in, and it's something that I've really grown in kind of since quarantine started is, um, I've just been reading so much and just studying so much. And I know that, um, you know, being in school and, and I'm sure all the tests and I'm sure all the, all the stuff you have, it can be difficult to, um, to feel like you can, can, can study the Bible that much and dive into it that much. But, um, just not like, because there are a lot of people who did grow up in church, but they don't, they, they don't really know what this stuff means. Um, so just to encourage you of, you know, maybe you feel like you lost a few years of where you, um, you know, that time would have been devoted to the word and would have been devoted to studying. Um, but there's no better time than now. And I just encourage you just to, just to start reading now and start asking questions, find people who, who, who do know things and don't be intimidated by that, but just be encouraged by that and, and reach out to them for help and advice. Yeah. And the thing is, like Christian said, the reality is you could have been in church your whole life and still felt like a lack of knowledge because, you know, ultimately church is just an hour and a half, maybe on a Sunday, but it's the rest of the week that we have to truly, you know, pursue the Lord and read his word to develop a relationship with him. I love church. I think church is amazing, but I'm just saying that's not the end all be all for your relationship yeah. with Christ. And so one of the things mm-hmm. I would encourage you with practically is like, if you're like, oh, I don't know all the, the you know, stories, or I don't know this, like honestly get like a children's Bible story book because they're so easy to read. And that's a great way to learn all the stories. Another great resource is um, the Bible Project. You can go on the Bible Project and like on Christian and I watch those all the time. And any chapter of the Bible you can type in, and it'll just teach you in a seven-minute video of like the what the context of that book was. And so there are just so many ways that you can learn um, these days in a really easy but very efficient way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Christian and I were both of that. We grew up in church, but it wasn't until we started really pursuing the Lord on our own and diving deeper, reading the stories, all those different things that we really had such a relationship with the Lord and felt more knowledgeable about the scripture, but there's still so many things I don't know. That's mm-hmm. what keep, there will always be things that you don't know. That's what will keep you in the word. So like Christian said, no better time, but the present now's a great time to start. And you know, it might take you a year to read the Bible and learn the things, but what's a year in the grand scheme of your life? You know, you're only a freshman in college. 10 years from now, you know, you'll be maybe married, maybe thinking about having kids, and you'll have all this wisdom from the years that you started pursuing God. And so you're you're not far behind. You you didn't, you're not slacking. You're, you're right where you're supposed to be. And so I hope that encourages you and go get some children's books and get to know the stories. And read the Bible, look, look into the Bible project. <laughs> yeah, look into the Bible project. I hope that's helpful, Emma. It is. Thank you so much. Yes, it was so fun to talk to you. Good luck on your chem test. You're going to crush it. (laughs) Thank you. Bye.